Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wild Card Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Today, there's an auction for office furniture, overstock office chairs, desks, filing cabinets, more. Auction is open right now. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. We talked about it on Friday that there's probably a good chance we're not going to go through play-by-play of yesterday's game because there's really no reason to. However, what were your takeaways of how the season finished? Well, it didn't finish. I mean, they set themselves up for in a good position to make a run for the playoffs. Even if we all agree that this was probably not a playoff caliber team. Uh, we talked about the eye test a lot during the season. They were winning football games, but they weren't doing it with good, consistent offense, a strong offensive identity. I would say that at the end of the day, the eight and nine is, and I agree with Sean with what he said yesterday. Your record is what, you know, it, it, what it, it, you are what your record says you are. I, I would agree with that. That, to me, is progress. I'm, I'm going to go, I'll be careful with the word improvement, but I'll go with progress and, and say that I do think that there's been progress. I do think that this is in a, is in a better shape from a standpoint of, what you're trying to do, how you want to try to do it. Now, the quarterback situation can be a huge change, can be a huge upsetting of the apple cart, as it were. And that appears that it's going to happen, and they are going to have to deal with with cap hell for the next two years, period, or longer. We'll just have to wait and see. But by and large, eh, progress. Offensively, why were the Broncos winning games when they did one thing? Run well, ball. I mean, no, 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 run the ball. Yeah, right. Yeah, although, although you know, I thought, I thought that was probably the most disappointing element of the Broncos' offense was their their inability to consistently identify itself as a we're going to run and impose our will. Oh type no, of they squad. they did that for mm-hmm. probably. When they were about seven, eight games in, then yeah. they started to run the ball more. Well, I mean. I use this phrase all the time. And again, it adds up, and it's true. How it begins is how it ends. The Broncos began the season offensively with Russell Wilson throwing the ball all over the field. Mm-hmm. And how did it end? In the first half, Jarrett Stidham throwing the ball all over the field. 17 passes, nine runs, down 17 to 7. How it begins is how it ends. You would think with Jared Stidham, you'd probably want to run the ball a little bit more. But Sean just couldn't help himself. And they kept passing the ball, and they scored seven points in the first half. The defense looked pedestrian, and it looked like it did at the beginning of the season, not the 70 points, but Aiden O'Connell 
had a career day. The Broncos couldn't force turnovers. This is what it looked like at the beginning of the season and at the end of the season. The Broncos, we all know about the one and five. Let's not forget how the season ended. Mm-hmm. Final six games, they were two and four. Right. What was the common denominator or one of them with going two and four in the home stretch? Couldn't force turnovers. No. And they lost games. And they had a difficult time scoring. Four, I think four and three by my math against playoff teams. I think that's some progress. I mean, I'm looking for small things here. Um, I'm not looking for anything. It, I don't need to dig for this stuff. It's sitting right in front of me. Yeah. I mean, I could. I mean, you could dig with numbers and say, well, you got this number here, and you got the no. I'm not digging for numbers. I'm digging for results. You beat the Chiefs, and you beat them convincingly. You forced, you beat, and you did it by forcing five turnovers. Did they two, win the game or not? They did. Did they win the game convincingly or not? They did. Okay. Did they beat the Browns convincingly? The Broncos, hold on. Let's just take a step back before we move to the okay. Browns. The Browns, they dominated. Right. And beat the hell out of them. High point of the season was the that, Browns game. I agree. I, I, no, no, I, everyone will look at the Chiefs, and I understand it, but from a standpoint of a football team and as complete an effort as you can get for a for this team, Cleveland was the high water point. I understand they beat the Chiefs. I get it. And I'm not going to go down the road. The Chiefs aren't the same team that they were in years past. That game was a flat-out aberration. They had an unbelievable day, an unbelievable game that is not sustainable. Tell me how many times in NFL history a team is A, forced five turnovers, B, had 240 yards of total offense, and then scored 24 points. Yeah. Total. The numbers don't add up. That's right. That's right. And then when they, in the back end of their five-game winning streak, the final four games, they had 15 turnovers. 63% of their turnovers this season came in those four games. Isn't that something? And in none of those games, the Broncos had over 300 yards of total offense. Yet, they scored 21 points or more. In those games. Yeah. They didn't have many long drives. No. Again. With a all field position. Go back and look at the win over the Bills. They had one touchdown, five field goals. That was a pretty ballsy win, too. I gotta I gotta say. That and, was a pretty ballsy win. And how much of that win had to do with Sean Payton's offense? Because on that touchdown, oh, that's that's that was that's a, Russ and, and, and Cortland making a play. That is an off script play. How many points would the Broncos have scored this year? If Russ did not go off script, a lot less, specifically in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And you and I talked about it earlier on in the show. When the Broncos were down 17-7, to 7, you had no hope that Jared Siddham was going to lead a no. comeback. No, I didn't. If Russ was on the field, you would at least think, you know what? I've seen it before. I've seen four fourth sure. quarter comebacks right. this year. Yeah. I've seen it before. Why can't I see it again? Because there's a possibility that could happen again. And oh, by the way, you almost had five if there wasn't such a fire drill at the end of the Houston game. Uh, Just as, yeah, disastrous. Disastrous. The Houston game and the New England game. Just. The Broncos mm, were down in mm. that game with nine minutes to go in the game, 23 to seven. At that point, a lot of defensive coordinators, Bill Belichick, start playing a little bit of prevent. Not totally, mm-hmm. but a little bit. The Broncos couldn't move the ball all no, day. No. 
Right. Right. And then you start inflating stats. And then, you know, suddenly, statistically, it looks a hell of a lot better. You look at Jared Sinem's numbers. Wow. Look at all his passing yards. All came at the end of the game. Or a lot of it, not all, but a lot of it came at the end of the game to make him look better and to make, before that final drive, the Broncos had, I think, like 254 yards of total offense. Yeah, they hadn't done much, they hadn't done much of anything. Yeah, he had a couple of nice throws. You know, it was good to see Jerry Judy get unleashed a couple of times. Yep. I, I mean, I guess, right? I mean, I don't know where we move forward yep. with Jerry Judy. We got some crossing routes, all right? Yes, absolutely. We got some throws that Russell yeah. couldn't make. And you know what? You make the case, he isn't good at making those no, throws. No, no. The, the Brandon Johnson, that was that was a damn night. The 36-yarder, really nice play. The, well, Bron- the Broncos, by Sean Payton's design, mm-hmm. were missing one starter. And that starter was Mike McGlinchey. Because by design, it was Russell Wilson on the bench. Mm-hmm. The only good thing that truly came out of yesterday's game was Russell <laughs> did not have to go in the game, and he did not get injured. Yes. And and they got the almighty draft pick up to number twelve. Right. One ahead of the one ahead of the Raiders. Okay. Good. I'm glad I'm glad we're past that now. And by the way, that was way, way, way down the tiebreak list. Yeah. Way down the tiebreak list. So anyway. You know, I don't know. I mean eh, it, it's kind of a meh with the with the Broncos. There were some really nice moments. I, I'm not just Five game winning streak was five exciting. game winning streak was incredible. They got back into it, yeah, and and they took a brutal start to the season yep. when they were just awful in places and turned it around. That's that's the most notable thing. They were competitive in games that otherwise you would have thought uh, they're going to get their ass kicked here. There are two ways to look at the season. A lot of different ways to look at the season, actually. The five-game winning streak was certainly the high point. No question. They battled back. So they dug themselves a huge hole. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then they finally got their head above ground. And like the game Whack-A-Mole, somebody took a sledgehammer over the final six games and beat that head in and knocked them back to the bottom part of that hole again. Yeah. I mean, they got... I mean, it's the classic, how much energy did they use to get to back to above water? I mean, it's like, it's like they did all of this work and then suddenly didn't have the energy to finish it because they just could not rise to any occasion after that point, after winning the five straight. You could make the case that a lot of baseball teams, because it's a long season, that are bad, will start winning in September. Why? No pressure. Yeah, None. Right? Sure. When, when you're one in five, what the hell do you have to lose at this Nothing. point? Nothing. Yeah, I right. mean, you're, you're probably totally loose. But then when they got to over 500 and they were playing for something, lose in Houston. Couldn't couldn't respond. Beat the Chargers mm-hmm. and then bang, lost three of their last four. Right. And by the way, I put this on Twitter late last night. I can't speak for you. I'm only going to speak for me. I've been doing this for nearly 43, excuse me, 35 years. There is a phrase. I'm going to be completely taking out of my word salad. Okay. On the air and off the air. I never, at least I hope, I will never say the game. I will never say the phrase winnable game for the rest of my life. Yeah. Ever. The Broncos had three winnable games. Yeah. And they lost two of them. Jacksonville had a winnable game and they lost. There's it's no the such, NFL, man. There's no such thing as winnable games. It, it, and, there, and, and there's no such thing as losable games. It, it's the NFL. 
anything is possible anytime that you go out there. The other guy, if they're trying. Here's one more thing. And this is, I don't want to say it's a concern, but it's something that you should put on your radar. When the Broncos played the Jets, the Jets players fought for Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. After everything that Two Latte said, and they went out and played for Hackett, talked about before the game, and they sure as hell celebrated it after the game. The Raiders fought for Antonio Pierce. You could see it. They were dialed in, and they were engaged and ready to play. I'm not saying the Broncos weren't ready to play, but it didn't look like they were really fighting hard enough or they were organized well enough to finish the season with a winning record. They didn't fight for Peyton. Payton doesn't strike me as an inspiring guy. Hmm. Pierce is. Hackett is. Mm-hmm. There are a lo- Tomlin is. Yeah. There, there are a lot of guys who coaches can inspire. Sean Payton doesn't strike me as that guy. And putting an opposing logo on the field as you get ready for a road game is not good enough, clearly. Yeah, well, okay. Um, I'll have to wait on that one a little bit. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not totally sold one way or the other on that. I think that largely Sean had the locker room and finished having the locker room. I won't disagree with that at all. Now, there's but, a, there's, a but there's a difference from what you're saying and I would and I respect that. Dan Campbell, those guys run through a wall for him. Yeah. And he has the locker room. Yes. That's a trait that either you have or you don't have. And I don't think Sean has that trait. He, he doesn't strike me as an inspirational guy where you say, you know what? I'm going to do an extra rep on the bench today because I want to win for him. I know what his record says in New Orleans, and I wasn't covering that team. But in the New England game, they came out uninspired. In the Jets game, they got ran over. Yeah. I am not going to pin the 70 points that they gave up to Miami on Sean Payton. The Raiders game, they did not look inspired. When the games mattered most, yeah. when a coach, you can make the case that it's not a coach's job to motivate professional athletes, but it is certainly a nice quality to have. Yeah, it is. I, the, the Jets game didn't bother me as much as it's bothered others. But the three games that you just talked about yesterday, look, I'm using their emotions, the ones that I tapped into all of last week. Me too. That's them talking. That's not me saying, no, I think they really want to win this last game. That's them saying it. Right. Okay? That's right. them saying it. I They clearly were not ready to go. I, I thought that they had, I'm not going to say cashed it in, but I think that the urgency after giving up the 98-yard drive and the touchdown at the end of the first half really changed the tenor of that football game. And by the way, really changed. One it. more thing about Sean Payton. He scoffed at Nathaniel Hackett for his game management skills. Mm-hmm. How would you grade just solely Sean Payton's game management this season? The Super Bowl winning head coach. See. Oh, you are being generous. He did a timeouts couple of- when the clock is winding yeah. down. Ill-used timeouts 
on many occasions. It is well below a C. Not for a guy of his caliber. Well, that's your opinion. And I'm giving yeah. him credit because yeah. I do think that he is a very smart football he guy. Sure, I think I, I, there is no question about that statement. But he needed. He is a smart coach. And he needed Jerry Rosberg. Coming up after the break, Sean Payton is reportedly going to keep George Payton. <laughs> but here's the thing. Why are you keeping George when you can make the case the Broncos don't have enough talent? That doesn't make any sense, does it? That's right. next. Yeah. Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mylifesports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Today, auction for office furniture with overstock Office chairs, desks, filing cabinets, and more. Auction is open right now. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, I know it's early. You're probably not thinking about lunch or dinner, but if you want the best barbecue in town, easily smoking Dave's Barbecue and Brew, we have hit the point on the calendar where comfort food is everything. How about some slowly smoked brisket? You want some ribs? Oh, tremendous. Slowly smoked as well. A... A smoked Reuben, corned beef Reuben, which is unbelievable. A smoked meatloaf. You don't see that on a barbecue menu. With a balsamic mushroom glaze, which is tremendous. Great sides, outstanding homemade desserts, Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew. You can find them off of 36th and Pecos. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by High Country Performance 4x4 in Inglewood, Colorado's premier one-stop shop for anything and everything 4x4s and trucks. High Country Performance 4x4, building cool shit since 1980. Go to hcp4x4.com. Sean Payton is reportedly going to keep George Payton as the general manager. Although, are you 100% sure this is going to happen? Would you bet your mortgage on it? Bet my mortgage on them keeping yeah. George Payton? Yeah. For how long? For this upcoming season. Because here's the thing. Head coaches get fired after the season. GMs get fired after the draft. Right. I'm betting on them. I'm betting on them. You're betting the mortgage on it? No, I'm not betting the mortgage. Well, I'm betting the mortgage on the sun coming up. I'm betting the mortgage on Sean Payton being the head coach. Are you betting on on George Payton being there or not? Uh, I'm not betting the mortgage. Not even close. Uh, I'm skeptical. But do I think he will be back? Yes. But, again, the timing is head coaches after the season and GMs after the draft. There's been a season-long narrative. Broncos don't have enough talent. So if that's the case, why is Sean keeping George? Because George has been pretty damned good in terms of scouting and the draft. And I I think that that in a nutshell is the reason he's still there. 
plain and simple. I would agree. Because when it comes to major decisions, George isn't making the decision on who's the new head coach. Well, Sean's making the decision on George. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know. But Sean's making Sean's making all the decisions. Right. But with that, the three things that got George in trouble, Sean will totally be in charge of. Looking for a new head coach? Mm-hmm. Sean's the guy. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Russell Wilson, it was a bad fit. And then you have Randy Gregory, which was a bust of a free agent signing. Right. This is now Sean's team. Right. But he has a excellent worker bee mm-hmm. to give him all the data. I think Zach Allen was a win. Yep. I, no, no, but 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 well, yeah, right. But that's no. a, but that's a show. But that's a Sean. Right. I know. So I so I think that so I think that it I think it's can be an interesting pairing, and I think that Sean still has faith in George Payton. I don't know how to typify their relationship. When you throw a team president and a GM. GM under the bus early in the season, and it does nothing to curry any favor with you behind closed doors in the building and in the complex, and it's something that you're kind of digging out from all season long, even when you're not necessarily interested probably in digging out from it, it is what it is, right? I mean, that's Sean. Sean says it and and he means it at the time and you know he de- he deals with the fallout later. I don't know if he's dealt with any of the fallout on that. I don't know. But he seems to have I, I think he seems to have a fair relationship with George Payton. Every, every, Otherwise he'd be gone. Everybody gets along with George Payton. Right. And very few get along with Char- Sean Payton. Yeah. They're they're like a marriage where you know, you don't have two alpha males in the room. Yeah, right. You, usually, the woman's strong, and the guy's kind of passive, or the woman's kind of passive, and the, and the and the guy's kind of strong. Those are the type of marriages you can make the case that work the best. Mm-hmm. When you have two people who are exactly the same, that's where you have unhealthy conflict. Yeah, absolutely. And I do think that those two have the capacity for give and take. I do. Um, we'll we'll see because this draft is important. As of right now, only six draft picks, okay. But what do you do with those six? Is one of them spent on a quarterback? Is it a quarterback that can be that can be a, a difference maker sooner rather than later? There's a lot of things now that are going to come to pass. Uh, free agency doesn't look like... I, how active can they really be in free agency? Right. Not very, right? So you kind of have what you have. You know the guys that you've got, and you've got decisions to make. DJ Jones and Zach Allen, pretty good one-two combination up there, right? Up front. Yep. But DJ, but but DJ Jones is a guy that you might be able to live without, or maybe you can't. I'm not sure how I would go with that. That's a guy that might be able to save you. $10 Ten million dollars or so, if you believe in Henningson. If you, but you got to believe, right? And I'm not sure that I'm at that place. Coming up after the break, I'll give you a big reason why they should keep George Payton. I understand why people want him out because of Hackett and Wilson and Randy Gregory, but I'll give you a, a good example. I believe a good example of why Payton and Payton 
will work well together on this draft. And these are hard facts. Right. That you have a right to your own opinion, but you don't have the right to your own facts. That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Today, auction for office furniture with overstock office chairs, desks, filing cabinets, and more. The auction is open right now get involved get notifications but upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash mhs time now for what's trending what's trending presented by silterhar mazda get to silterhar in broomfield for a no pressure buying experience at silterhar mazda or find them at sthmazda.com here's where i think that sean and george Payne can work well together and this is on the draft when it comes to drafting quarterbacks um, Sean Payton has a pretty sorry history of doing that. That's not even arguable. But it's hard to pick a quarterback. So I, is, I, will, yeah, I, right. I, I will cut him some slack. It's, yeah. not like, it's not like Sean Payton was picking quarterbacks in the first and second round. I think Ian Book in the third or fourth round was the highest quarterback he ever Grayson drafted. Allen was the third round pick. There you go. Grayson uh, Allen from... But they never panned was, It wasn't Grayson Allen. Yeah. It was oh, Garrett no, Grayson. No, Garrett Grayson. Yeah, the kid from Colorado State. Okay. With that... Marvin Mims was an excellent pick on a lot of levels. Yeah. He will be far more involved in the offense next year. I give Sean Payton a lot of credit for that. Sure. But you know where I give uh, George Payton a lot of credit? Where? Uh, let's see. Jaquan McMillan. Mm-hmm. Um, the night Jaleel McLaughlin. DJ Locke. All undrafted. Yeah. Now, you can make the case, and I've made this case, and I made this case with Elway all the time, mm-hmm. that GMs, the first three picks are theirs. And then there's scout picks after that. But in all fairness, that is George Payton's scouting staff. Yeah. So I think that George Payton has a good eye for talent throughout the entire draft. But the top of it will belong to Sean Payton. And that's where I think they will work well together. Yeah, I I would agree. And they've worked one draft together. And I think that, I mean, going through the end to the end of the season, how does that draft look? Right, it 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 wore pretty well, didn't it? When you look at the previous draft, Nick Benito made improvement. Greg Dulcich can't get on the field. Damari Mathis has been benched. Uazarike is no longer playing football. Right, Darian Turner Yell, Montrell Washington, Luke Wattenberg, fifth round pick. We'll see. Henningsen, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Honestly, not much of a draft. Now, the year before, Sertan, Javante Williams, Quinn Miners, Baron Browning, and Jonathan Cooper. Those are all guys. Yep. Every single one of them are guys. Well, Sertan is obviously more than a guy. Well, Sertan is on a Hall of Fame arc. I think Javante Williams, a year removed from that knee, 
I think he will be considerably better. I agree. I, this year ended up being kind of a stretch. Miners but, is already a Pro Bowl alternate. Baron Browning, he's a nice piece. He's a wee bit above just a guy. Jonathan Cooper, wee bit above just a guy. I don't know. Eight. That's what I'm I saying. Think he's, I think he's a little... Yeah, no, yeah, he's above. Yeah, yeah. He, he's not just a guy. Yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's better he's, than that. He's above that. Yeah, is I would what agree I'm saying. With that. Right. Yeah, but I do think that that's another position they can get better at. I mean, they had a couple of guys with eight, eight and a half sacks. What Browning have four, four and a half, something like that. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but um, but I think they can they can get more from that room as well. That is a nice room because they've got all these guys under control, and they're all players. They're all guys. Yep. But when you look at the what the Broncos need, mm-hmm. they desperately need a number two corner. Yes. Unless you believe Jaquan McMillan should be out of the slot and should be. I like him in his role right now. As do I. I like him in his role, but but I would agree. You have you have to search for an uh, for a corner opposite. It hurt him yesterday. They need better pass rush. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Offensive line, what are you going to do with it? All these guys are coming back. I guess I don't have a problem with the offensive line. You got to build depth in the offensive line. Well, you didn't use any of your depth this year. I don't care. You still have to build. No, no, I agree. I'm saying what what their offensive line. What we saw is that good enough for you? Where they really had a difficult time at times, and Russell stepped into a lot of sacks. Well, Russell and Stidham are guys that hold the ball, and I'm I'm not putting it all on them, but but wait a minute. You said, and I, that the running game wasn't good at the end of the season. Yeah, I didn't think that they well, ran the ball well. Was it because Samaje and Javante and Jaleel were not good? Oh, it was a combination of all things. I mean, but, the, the that, running game is a combination. I, 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 I do not think that the offense, the offensive line is not a weakness for this football team, I would in agree. my opinion. Right. That, that's, that's where I land on that. Right. They, they can get better. Everything should get better in year two. And... Everything. I got to tell you something. You watch the game on television like I did. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why Matt Millen got fired and was one of the worst GMs in NFL history. His analysis of the Broncos was breathtakingly hilarious. Mm -hmm. The Broncos really have a talented wide receiver room. Yeah, I I was. He began uh, with that and And, and then doubled down on it. And then doubled down on it. I like. Yeah, yeah, it was... Uh, he said Garrett Bowles made a block near the goal line, and he was nowhere near the play. Not good. He loved Quinn Miners, though. Loved him. Well, he should. I have no problem with guys that love Quinn Miners. That's right. that's not an issue. By the way, by the way, Matt, do a little more research. His nickname is The Belly, not... not the Gut. Not The Gut. Yeah. That was laugh out loud to any Broncos fan. And oh, by the way, nobody calls him The Belly anymore. Aren't you glad that Albert O no longer plays for the Broncos? How, how would he have done with that one? Okui Boonham. There you go. Steve Levy. You never get tired of it. Albert Okui Boonham. Just, it just keeps, it's the gift that keeps giving. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It? We'll talk about Jokic's unconventional stat line from last night and also make our picks for tonight's college football national championship game. That's up next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports.
Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Uh, today, there's an auction for office furniture with overstock office chairs, desks, filing cabinets, and more. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Speaking of Roller Auctions, I want to bring in my buddy Brian from Roller Auctions. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Happy snowy Monday. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, with that, you have a great auction going on today. Just talked about it. What do you have coming up in the next week or so? Because you guys are back in business. You usually take a break around Christmas to New Year's. But with about 150 auctions or more per year, you guys are rolling right now. That's right. We're picking right back up. We've got our uh, heavy construction equipment auction coming up next Wednesday. Uh, and then um, really new auctions added weekly. I've got a restaurant auction coming up next week with a bunch of restaurant equipment. I have my city and county surplus auction, uh, police evidence auction, a little bit of everything, contractor and tools coming up in two weeks. So we're right back into it. When people hear police evidence auction, I mean, the thinking is probably, you know, what, what, what are they, what, what are you selling in a police evidence auction? But when you yeah. look at some of that stuff, you're like, yeah, I know it's hot, but it's legal now. That's right. That's right. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> you might get some brand new DeWalt tools or, uh, you know, you might get new kitchen set. You might, you might get, you know, TVs. You never know what it's going to be, but it's gone through the, the system and, uh, and flushed out legally now. So you can buy it and get a good deal on stuff. What kind of deal do you get on things, generally speaking? at roller auctions sure uh you're you're gonna get less than retail on most things um and and really you know it's just a matter of of what you're willing to spend on it uh and and it's going to the highest bidder but you can you can say that you're gonna pay less than retail and you're gonna get some new items or lightly used items or just some really cool stuff how much is this stuff vetted by you guys i'm guessing a lot but i want the listeners to know that you're not pulling something out of a police locker that is crap. You haven't looked at it, but you're still trying to sell it. Yeah. So we, we don't plug everything in. Unfortunately we sell, you know, hundreds of thousands of, of items every year. Um, so we can't plug everything in, test everything. But what we do stand behind is if you get something and it's material mis- materially misrepresented. So you plug it in and it's not working. Just let us know. We don't stand behind an as is where is in that fact, we want to make sure you get taken care of. So if you were to get something that wasn't working, we'll take care of you. We'll, uh, we'll get your refund and, and uh, hopefully get you into another auction. And don't forget that you could do all of your bidding online, meaning you never have to leave your home. I'd be remiss to ask you, uh, you and I were together at training camp at the beginning of the season. You had yes, some sir. doubts about the offense. That's what you told me and Bruce at training camp. Now that, it. now that the season is over, let's just talk about the offense. What did you think about Sean Payton and the offense now that the season is completed? Oh, I think I think the best thing you could say is it was a rough watch. You know, it, it was just tough to stomach uh, how slow it started. Seems like at the end of every game they get a little bit going, but it's, you know, 
hopefully another year in the same system will will do good for some of the players and uh you know hopefully we we can find somebody to run that offense right and one more thing before i cut you loose how would you evaluate sean payton's first season oh first season uh bit of turmoil a bit rocky but i think you know he's a strong personality that hopefully can continue to lead us forward okay hey uh how do people get a hold of roller auctions to get involved and do bidding and all that good stuff of course for bidding just go to rollerauction.com and uh peruse we actually launched a new website as of this week uh so peruse through the website and then uh to stay notified go to rollerauction.com backslash mhs and just put in your email first name and hit submit by the way i'm looking at your website now it is really nice yeah yeah we spent a lot of time building that it's very different from what we had before as far as the bidding it's the same but the look is look and feel a little different so we just launched that actually uh thursday this week this past week you got the miami dolphins color scheme going (laughs) well hey a little we went to a little blue and uh blue and dark blue instead of that lime green we've had for so long looks great hey brian have a great day hey thank you guys see you pal time now for the final word the final word Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Alrighty, just in case you missed it, last night the Nuggets took care of the worst team in the NBA, the Pistons, 131-114. Uh, after the loss, the Pistons are now 3-33. and Jamal Murray was feeling it, scoring 37 points. And Nikola Jokic had a crazy stat line with 4 points, 7 rebounds, 16 assists, and 5 blocks. Jokic only took 3 shots. Do you think he takes more of a passive approach when facing bad teams? Doesn't look to score as much. I think that he is the ultimate let the game come to him and be comfortable with whatever it is that comes to him. He just was totally nonplussed last night. It was like, okay. I mean, he didn't take his first shot until there were like four and a half minutes left in the first half. Didn't make his first basket until the four-minute mark of the second quarter. And then at that point, still had no interest because he was raising the level of play of guys around him. And he ended up with 16 assists. He still affects the game. Yeah, That's what matters. And they win by 20-some-odd points. By the way, you know there's always going to be a lot of news the day after the regular season coaches getting fired and things like that. This is a really interesting report from Bleacher Report. The Titans are weighing on whether or not to bring back Mike Vrabel, who I love as a head coach. Yeah. And if he doesn't go back, Vrabel wants to go to the Patriots. I bet he does. He never coached under Belichick. But he's got but, he, but he's but he played there. I'll tell you right now, who's not going to get the job? Josh McDaniels. Ba-boom, boom. All right, just in case you missed it, tonight is the College Football National Championship between Michigan and Washington, who are both unbeaten at 14-0. Michigan is currently a five-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under is set at 56-and-a-half. Who do you have winning the national championship tonight? I I like Washington to cover, but there are just too many metrics that line up for Michigan in this game, not the least of which is the fact that defensively Washington is like number 70 in the country in points allowed. Right. But they've got, the I think, probably the best offensive line in football. I'm talking about Washington. 
and they've got oh, a, Michigan is right up there. They're right there, and they've got a damn good quarterback behind them, and and they've and I will say this about Washington: go back and look at the margin that they win games with. They win close football games. Now my guess is, and my concern is that Michigan is too good in turnovers, too good in forcing turnovers. So the metrics to me indicate Michigan. I like Washington inside the number. Michigan wins the game. The court of public opinion about evaluating quarterbacks means nothing to NFL general managers. If the court of public opinion was so good, those people would be NFL Mm -hmm. general managers. Everybody is flying on Michael Penix right now, specifically what he did against an awful Texas defense. And the defense, quite frankly, is not very good in the Pac-12 either. I like Michael Penix a lot anyway. He's had a really good two years, and he's been injury-free. But I look at Michael Penix this way. People are going to judge him on this game only. How does he do in a national championship game against a great Michigan defense? If he's great, he's a top-ten pick. If he plays poorly, third-rounder. Same thing with J.J. McCarthy. If he shreds a not very good Washington defense, Broncos should take him, and he should be a top-ten pick. And if he doesn't play well, the guy's no better than a fourth-rounder. There you go. That's what you will see in terms of overreactions tonight. The one thing that I think will be consistent is I'll be curious to see where Blake Quorum eventually goes in the draft. Yeah, Blake Quorum is a very interesting player. You talk about a guy that is – like, you know what he's like? He's like Jaleel McLaughlin on steroids. Bigger. That's what I mean. More compact. Yeah. The question is how well will he block in the pros? Uh, he's this kid is, physical player. He is a spark. He yes, is he built is. like a fire hydrant. Sure as heck is. Yeah. And he's he's another one of those guys that's in the building at 5 o'clock in the morning. And, you know, I mean, he's got the legendary workouts that just loves the game. I, I have great hopes for this game tonight, and I'm looking forward to it. It starts a great week. National championship, and then the opening round of the NFL playoffs. Come on now. That's a pretty damn good week right there. That was Argonaut Wine and Liquor. Just in case you missed it, they always have great specials on wine. And on Wednesday, they're going to have their Santa's Done store-wide sale. 20% off of all wine. off of all liquor and $2 off all 12 packs. Check them out off of Colfax, order online, ArgonautLiquor.com, order on their app as well. See why Westwood calls Argonaut Wine and Liquor in Denver, the best liquor store in Denver, five years running. That's going to do it for us, guys. Outstanding job today. We are back and rolling. Broncos season is over. Now we have, what about Two and a half months till free agency, which the Broncos won't have any money. And then we have the draft in which they don't have any picks. Make it the best possible day you can. And you can't put your finger on it. Right then, roll to me. And I don't think I have ever seen a soul so in despair. So if you want to 